It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch every show and subscribe to every show on the Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of the show. And follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show to participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag. Either at me or DM me on Twitter at Julian Council. Today's episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. Okay, so we have the routine here on the show throughout the regular season. On Monday or really Sunday, that's when I have my game breakdown recap of the game. Then on Tuesday is the day after podcast where we react to what Matt Rule had to say on Monday after the Panthers' hopeful win or loss. And then Wednesdays, we've had guests on. And Thursdays, crossover Thursday, brought to you by our friends who are prize picks. And then Friday's the weekly Friday mailbag. I don't really have a creative name. At least I haven't for Wednesday. So now I'm going to start calling it a Wednesday Conversations. It's not all that creative, but I think it's better than just being like, uh, yeah, we got a guest on today. So Wednesday Conversations will be the title of every Wednesday show moving forward throughout the rest of the regular season, barring I'm able to successfully get someone on the show every Wednesday, which I hope will be the case. There's not that many people who really cover the Carolina Panthers, um, but there are a ton of people who don't cover the Carolina Panthers over at Queen City News, formerly known as Fox 46, your local Fox affiliate and the I guess, flagship station for the Carolina Panthers here locally in Charlotte. And Gabe McDonald is one of those people as he is an anchor and reporter for Queen City News. He also is one of the hosts of Charlotte Sports Live, CSL over there on Queen City News. I think it's 11 o'clock every night throughout the week. They do a really good job of covering the Carolina Panthers. They also have Black and Blue Live on Sundays before the game and after the game as they break down what's going to happen, and also what has happened in those Panther games. So I thought Gabe McDonald would be a great guest to have on. I've never met Gabe, and Gabe's a former college football player. So maybe he can give us a good perspective knowing that he's played football at a higher level than you and I probably have ever played 
and I think he'd be cool to talk to. So let's get his perspective on Baker Mayfield, his struggles, the offensive struggles as a whole, defensively what they've been able to do so far the last two weeks, and Matt Rule cooling the hot seat for at least one week and his thoughts on the Cardinals game coming up this weekend. So we'll do that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. As you gear up for fall, and it is now officially fall, you need to find the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs are here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, back here on Locked On Panthers, as promised for this edition of our Wednesday Conversations. Gabe McDonald, he's one of the reporters and anchors over at Queen City News and also a co-host for Charlotte Sports Live, also known as CSL, and helps out every Sunday for Black and Blue Live before and after Panther games. Gavin Donald is also a former fullback at the University of Arkansas Pine Bluff, a proud golden lion of that proud right. HBCU. Gabe, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Hey, man, I'm doing great. Just another Tuesday here in the Queen City, man. Appreciate you having me on. And uh, yeah, hey, it's good to talk about a win this week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Right. That's what I was telling people um, on Sunday when I was recording my reaction podcast. Like it, I didn't remember what it felt like to talk about the Panthers following a win after they had lost nine straight, hadn't had a home win since September 12th of last year. So it was good to finally, or September 19th of last year. So it was good to finally see them get a win at home and to kind of cool down the heat on Matt Rule. Just what are your thoughts through the first three weeks of the season on this Panthers team heading into the game on Sunday against Arizona? I think you have a team that's still trying to find identity on offense, you know, whether they want to utilize their weapons or if they want to be a power running team with Christian McCaffrey. We haven't really seen that yet. Luckily, the defense has bailed them out a lot those last couple of weeks, especially looking at the Giants game, those two fumbles. Imagine if those are turned into touchdowns instead of two field goals. That's a game that could have gotten out of hand rather quickly. But going back to this week, I mean, the defense, they, they stepped up when they needed to. I mean, forcing the turnover, finally get that monkey off their back, forcing three of them. Obviously, you have Marquise Haynes, you know, running that fumble back for a touchdown. That kind of just really ignited the team, I think, and just gave them some extra juice. It's like, hey, we know what we can do. We finally have, you know, put it on tape. We've done it on the field. 
Dallas just keep doing what we do. And I think it's a team that's, you know, they're still growing. It's a very young team too. But I think after this week, you can sense the team batting into the right direction, even with some tough games coming up. Now, absolutely. And defensively, especially Matt Rule talked about it. Once he got down to training camp, the first conversation he had with reporters was that defense going from good to great. They were not great in the red zone a year ago. You bring up that Giants game, how it could have gotten out of control early on, but they hold strong in the red zone. And then last week it had been six games since they had a takeaway. They get three. And that strip set, that strip fumble there of Alvin Kamara, then returned by Marquise Haynes. So defensively, They've held up there into the bargain, and Matt Rule said that's what they needed to do early on in the season. I don't imagine, though, Gabe, he thought the offense was going to be as bad as they have been so far to you. Like, what is holding this offense back so far through the first three weeks of the season? I think just utilizing weapons. You know, every time that I've noticed from the two games that I've seen, you know, with my own eyes at your home, you know, you have a lot of empty sets, but you're bringing in extra tight ends. When you have all this receiver depth, guys like Rashard Higgins, we finally saw LaVisca Chenault, what he can do. Terrence Marshall Jr., I know he's been kind of banged up a good bit, and even Shai Smith and obviously your top two, G.D.A. Moore, Robbie Anderson, D.J., definitely needs to get a lot more involved. Just seven catches, 88 yards. It's crazy. LaVisca has 90 yards in one game. D.J. only has 88 in three. So that's, you know, if that's your number one, you got to give him the ball. And I think that's probably the main thing for me is just getting a lot more of your weapons involved and just letting Christian go. I mean, yeah, he had a 100-yard game yesterday, and he got 20 nearly 30 touches which is about what you want him to get but it's like still you you'd much rather say whoa than go that's what the coaches used to always tell me and you want to just let a guy like that he's yeah. going to be the best player on the field in a majority of these games you got to let him cook man and I think too just letting you know uh Baker still has a little bit of work to do I know the third down offense is definitely you know a huge point that a point of emphasis now through these first three games you know just being able to stay on the field and that's another thing too if they can stay on the field you can get more guys involved, and that's just not what we've seen through the first three games. Yeah, and you look at just offensively, like they're 30th in the league yep. in third down conversion percentage, Baker Mayfield's completion percentage. The only quarterback in the league that's started three games that's worse than him is Justin Fields, who's in his yep. second year in Chicago, and he does not have a ton of help. It's not great to be ranked in the 30s in anything, especially when there's only 32, oh, 32 teams, teams yeah. in this league. Like, it's nice to say, oh, they're in the 30s instead of saying they're almost dead last in these categories. Yeah. To you, like, what do you think it's been with Baker? Is this his comfortability, like his comfort in the offense? Is it just, I mean, his feet being out of control, like technique? Or like, what is it to you that's holding Baker back so far and in hand holding this offense back as well? I think he has been getting the happy feet a little bit. You know, the protection, it's been getting better. Obviously, Icky had a tough game in the first game. Now, granted, I think any rookie would have a tough game going against Miles Garrett if their first NFL game. But you look sure. at that, too, it's another thing. Um, I think just being more comfortable in the pocket and really just going through his progressions. And, you know, he's just missing some throws that he shouldn't be missing. A guy that's been in the league for as long as he has that has won games, played really well, you got to be on point a lot. And I think, you know, another thing, too, is just having – that comfortability, like you mentioned, he was, it was a late trade right before training camp, a lot being thrown at him, having to move from Cleveland and going through that process. So there's a lot of things personal off the field, but still, this is your job. You got to be good at it. And I think the main thing we're seeing with him is just, you know, I think not trusting the offense, maybe. I think, you know, I think the main thing with him is just, you know, trust your reads, go through your progressions and just get the ball to your playmakers because you got a lot of them on offense that can help you out. Yeah, and I know NFL playbooks and college playbooks are, of course, different as far as like trying to retain the information and the nuances and the verbiage that you have to learn. But for you, like how long did it take you to kind of get comfortable 
in the offense back when you, I mean, you were playing a different position, of course, yeah. quarterback, you got to know everything, but still you got to yeah. know a ton playing fullback. How long did it take you to get comfortable in an offense back when you were in college? Really about, um, about maybe three weeks or so throughout training camp, you know, cause we're really, we're in meetings a lot. I mean, we're meeting about an hour and a half, two hours a day, you know, going to over film, you know, really throughout fall camp, there's no distractions. You know, it's just you, you're the only people on campus. All you got is football and, yeah. you know, a little bit of time to sleep and eat. Other than that, I mean, you're grinding, you're working hard and, you're really in that playbook and two playing a different position, not having to know everything. There wasn't as much to learn as far as different route concepts, but still wanted to be in the know and wanting to just know what everybody else was doing. That's something that I took a big part in too with learning. But I think another thing too, is you kind of learn a lot more throughout the season, but as far as getting the base stuff down, it really just took all throughout training camp. And once the season came around, it's just kind of learning as you go, especially when it comes to game planning against other teams, there may be some things that you keep, in your offense, maybe some things that you throw out that you know won't work, depending on whatever the defense gives you as far as coverage and how they align and different things like that. Yeah, I'm not telling Panther fans like to press the panic button right now with Baker Mayfield. Like, you have to understand, and you brought it up, and everyone's aware that he wasn't here for OTAs and mandatory minicamp. He had to go through that faux quarterback competition. We always knew the Panthers weren't going to start Sam Darnold. They didn't bring in Baker to be the backup. Right. So it was going to take some time for him and his offensive unit to gain continuity. And the same thing, the offensive line and what the wide receivers have we seen with, ba with Baker and DJ just has not been there. And Baker's had opportunities to hit, hit DJ, but he's just been off target, unfortunately, in those situations. So going off of that, how, when should we expect him to really show that comfort in the system and to start playing at the level I think a lot expected, which is better than Sam Darnold, which through the first three weeks, he really hasn't been better than what we saw from Darnold to this point in last season. I would think, you know, hopefully pretty soon within the next couple of weeks or so, especially while you still have this homestand coming on, you got the Cardinals and the 49ers coming to town. And I think now you got three games. It's about nearly a quarter of the schedule in the books. Now it's time like, all right, we got a nice sample size on tape. Let's really harp on what we've done wrong and let's correct it because the schedule only gets tougher from here. I mean, look at this year's schedule compared to last. It's a heck of a lot tougher with the NFC West and obviously the AFC North and how good of a division that is. So I think now that you have three games on tape as opposed to one or two, now you have a lot of things that you can go back on, especially when you've played against such different defenses. The Giants brought a lot of pressure. Obviously, the Browns have a really tough defensive line. The Saints. You know, their secondary was really um, is really top notch with Marcus Lattimore and all those guys. So I think um, Marshawn Lattimore, excuse me, not Marcus. Yeah. Great running back, by the way, though. But um, but guys like that, I think now that you have a good sample size on tape against a lot of different defenses and coverages now is really when you can like, all right, let's get into go mode. Let's really figure out what is going wrong, because, I mean, it only gets up from here for these guys. It's interesting to see how much can change in a week. Because a week ago, we're talking about Matt Rule. Should he still be here in Charlotte? How much longer he's going to last? And now they, they get a win. People are feeling good about themselves. When I look at this team overall, like special teams-wise, they've been really good. And having Johnny Hecker, who had – Thank God for Johnny Hecker. Yes. Ab absolutely. <laughs> One yeah. of the, I mean, was it four punts inside the 10 right. on Sunday? Yeah. And then he pins him back late in that game where the Saints had to go 99 yards with about 22 seconds left and no timeout. So you get that out of Johnny Hecker. You don't have any special teams issues this past week after Chuba Hubbard had the fumble in the opening kickoff against the Giants. Don't forget the field goal, too. Yeah, block field goal. Then so you that helps him win the game on Sunday. Defensively, right. they finally get takeaways. They're stopping the run. I still want to see them be able to stop it against a team that's gonna want to line up and run it on you like Cleveland did to in week yeah. one and what we saw last year against teams like Dallas. So I'd be interested to see. But outside of that, 
I don't really have that many concerns aside from the offense. So I don't know how you feel about that, but shouldn't the Panthers be in a solid place if that's really the only concern and that's still a unit that's really in its infancy of the system with Ben McAdoo with not even a quarter of the season having been played? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you think about the other units and what they bring to the table, like you got to feel good about that. I mean, special teams, you got a true returner now. If obviously Andre Roberts is on IR, we've seen how explosive LaVisca can be. So it's like, all right, now we have an extra weapon, a guy that can stretch the field, you know, just make plays in space. I know that they were talking about, you know, he still needs to learn the playbook. And I get that. But a guy like that, now as you see what he can do, just get him the ball. You know, let him be himself in space and find the end zone because that's what he does best, like we saw in that first year in Jacksonville. But you mentioned special teams and defense, too. And to your point, I would like to see another how they perform against another strong running team. Obviously, you look at the Cardinals, the 49ers, you know, two teams that are really pass happy. Even you got the Rams after that. So these three straight NFC West teams, you won't really see that for a while. But I think, uh, too, when you look in the even the offensive line, a unit that has gotten better over time. You know, they were tested week one and they seem to be really progressing now because, you know, as far as Baker's still beating pressure, but it's not like he's on his back a lot. So it's compared to that first game. So I think now it's just, you know, finding ways to improve and get those weapons the ball and just stay comfortable and loose back there. You don't want to be too pressure. You don't want to get the happy feet, which he's been known to have throughout his career. I think that's kind of one of the main issues for Baker that he still wants to shore up is just being able to trust the offense. You know, don't try to do too much. You got plenty of playmakers out there. Just trust yourself, get them the ball. And I think this team, uh, just after this week, you know, I think there's a lot to look forward to about this team. And I agree with you. And I was thinking about this yesterday. When you look at the beginning of the schedule, like the first two weeks, people were talking about that should be the easy part of the schedule. I don't necessarily buy into an easy part of the schedule. It's the NFL, any yes, game on Sunday. Yeah. It doesn't really Absolutely. matter. You, anybody can beat anybody. Yeah. Like the, the Jets have a win. I think the Texans <laughs> have won a game at some point, right? Yeah. I don't know. Um, the Colts like, just beat the, the Chiefs this past week. Right. So any given Sunday can happen. The Browns, if they don't miss an extra point against the Jets, they're likely 3-0 and with Jacoby Brissett. So that's a team that might be able to stay afloat until Deshaun Watson comes back later this season. They could be in the playoff hunt in the AFC. The, the Giants lose on Monday Night Football. They still don't look all that great, yeah. but they're 2-1. and one. Right. You beat the Saints, who are now 1-2, and two, and 1-2 and 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 in the division as well. You're 1-0 you're, you're in a division. You got a 1-2 game against a team against the Cardinals, who have not looked really good at all. And they were down with 20-0 against the Raiders in Week 2 and before they came yeah. back. And Kyler did all that magical stuff at the end of that game. And in the 49ers, Garoppolo, I didn't watch the game on Sunday Night Football, but all Good. I know is he was horrible. Be glad you didn't. Be, be glad he did. He pulled a Dan Orlovsky around the back of the end zone. I mean, But it luckily it saved him from throwing a pick six. But still, I mean, you got to know where you're at on the field. Right. So that to say, with the next two opponents, before they get to L.A. to play the Rams, like, could this not be kind of an easier stretch, whatever easy means? playing at home against these two teams. Like it feels like a really good opportunity for the Panthers to start stacking some wins and really get some momentum to me. Absolutely. And especially having these games at home, you know, anytime you're having a home stand with these fans, it's always going to be crucial. But when you look at these teams, obviously the 49ers, Trey Lance goes down, Jimmy G steps in. And then obviously the Cardinals, which are still trying to find their identity too. you know, uh, uh, Kyler out there, excuse me, just kind of running around a little bit, so to speak. So I think now it's, you know, one of those, um, It's, I mean, it's a crucial stretch. I mean, especially having these games here in Charlotte before you go to L.A. because we know how much of a juggernaut L.A. is, especially on that defensive line with yeah. them going against this offensive line. That's going to be another tough challenge for this team. But I think, too, just, I mean, this is a big stretch where they can really, they've seen what they can do. And 
I think this team just being in the locker room yesterday, I think there's just a little bit more juice now. The guys are feeling good. They're loose. And it's like, hey, we know what we can do. We look at across at our opponents. You obviously want to respect them. But at the same time, you look at their weaknesses, look at the Panthers' strengths. And I think these are two matchups that are as winnable as those first two that we talked about as winnable games. Um, so I think it's a, it's a pretty big stretch for the team. It feels like these guys really trust in Matt Rule. I mean, he talked about being close, and when you're 0-2, you've lost nine straight gains. Yeah. That falls in deaf ears outside the locker room. But to me, and like you're in there on, on, a, on a fairly often, it, to you, like you see that trust from this team right now in their coach, especially coming off of that win? Yeah, absolutely. Just the way they are talking about him, especially, you know, Robbie Anderson, who's been with him forever, going back to their days at Temple, just him giving him the game ball, a pretty special moment on Sunday. And I think, too, you know, you never want to, you know, publicly come out against with anything against your coach at the same time, like just being around the guys, too. Like, I think there's a lot more trust in him now that they've seen what he can do. They've seen what he's brought in, some of the changes that he's made, because it seems like the first two years, He's still trying to learn his way in the NFL. And I think now, and two, having to deal with COVID too. It's like two years, first in of the NFL pandemic. Now it's like you got a normal year. You've been around the guys. And the thing too, we ran this on Sunday before the game. It's always that third year anywhere he's gone where he's really made that leap. Going back to his days at Temple, going back to Baylor. Now it's like, all right, year three here with the Panthers. Let's see what you got. You know, so I think uh, there's a little bit more, you know, just extra trust in him now. And I think these guys are really behind him. Yeah. I'd like to call it the rule of three. with Matt yeah, rule. We'll play, we'll play on his name, but I, go back to the off season. He talked about it. I think as even before you got here, but I'm sure you were falling because you were down in Myrtle beach, right? right. Yeah. yeah. So you were still following the team, yeah. but he um, had talked about how he really wanted to spend more time getting to know these guys. And you bring up the pandemic, like how much personal time did you really get outside yeah. of the football with them during 2020, probably not much at all. Even last year with mm-hmm. the loosened COVID restrictions, still could not go out there and be a part of the community and really get to connect those guys on a more personal level, face to face, close like in, in close quarters. So it's good to see that these guys really seem to be behind him. I know there's a lot of questions last week of just how genuine their, um, I guess, backing of rule was. I mean, for Robbie, I, there's no questioning of that. Yeah. Everyone right. else in that locker room, there's plenty of Temple and Baylor guys that played for rules. So I assume that they probably meant it as well. And even the guys who didn't, like the way they performed for him the last couple of years, it's not like these guys have quit. And they're not going to quit because this is their job. And they, if they fail here, they're going to try and get another job elsewhere. The other 31 teams in the league. But it is positive to see that these guys genuinely seem to be behind Matt Rule. Let me get you out on this, Gabe. Sunday, Arizona, a team the Panthers have dominated over the last couple of seasons. Yeah, they beat him last year when Cam Newton was here, scoring two touchdowns in those first two touches, but no Kyler Murray last season. They're yep. one and two. Cliff Kingsbury's another coach who's going to be on the hot seat. I'm sure Arizona Cardinal fans are saying, send this guy back to college like <laughs> Panther fans are kind of saying about right. Matt Rule. What are your thoughts heading into Sunday on the Panthers-Cardinals matchup? I think it's a big opportunity for this offense, honestly, to, you know, take advantage of a lot of the Cardinals' weaknesses and really, you know, give us that complete game that we've been wanting to see. You know, we didn't really see it week one. Like, yeah, where there, was some chunk, there were some chunk plays. Obviously, the offense against the Giants, you know, performance you definitely want to forget about. But even this past week, you know, the running game was solid. But I think this is a big opportunity for them to take that next step. And also for the defense. You know, you got a quarterback who's a little trigger happy and Kyler Murray back there. So I think yeah. they can take advantage of that a little bit and get to him. Obviously, tough guy to bring down. He's running around. He can make anybody miss. But I think, you know, he's a little bit of a gunslinger back there. So I think 
it's a good week for guys like J.C. Horn to, to uh, make a lot of plays. Even Jeremy Chin coming off the edge and even in the secondary as well. Xavier Woods, a guy who's really been a big addition. You know, not a lot of guys talking about him, but I think yeah. Xavier Woods has been an uh, excellent leader. And, of course, Frankie Louisville. I mean, he's been everywhere on the field. I mean, just playing unreal, you know, stopping the run and coverage, really taking that next step. So I think this is a – it's a matchup that the Panthers can win. I really uh, believe that. And I think, um, you know, you get this win two and two heading into the Niners game. I think then we'll really start to see even more juice from these guys and a lot more confidence and swagger on and off the field. And I think this is a very pivotal game for them. And I think, I think the Panthers can get it done. I know the Cardinals are a one and a half point favorite um, coming into this one, which is pretty much okay. a picking game. But uh, right. I'd like, um, I think the Panthers can, kind of really feed off of this New Orleans performance, especially getting the divisional win and uh, take it into Sunday and get another dub. It feels like every game they've played so far has been a pick'em game. So we'll see. uh, It's those margins, and they were able to get the takeaways last week, take care of the football the last couple weeks. So we'll see if the offense can find some consistency and that defense can continue to dominate against a team that they've owned the last couple years. It's at Gabe McDonald underscore on Twitter. He is one of the reporters and anchors over at Queen City News here in Charlotte, your local Fox affiliate. And I think you guys are with the flagship of all Carolina Panthers – coverage here locally so check them out black and blue live on sundays post game and pre-game pretty much the best place to go to check out all your panthers coverage the official home of your carolina panthers the official local home here of your carolina panthers and um i think that's everything i got there for you gabe so gabe appreciate you man coming on the show here and guys again check them out if you're local if you're not local you can always go to their website check out other content they do a great job over there with Queen City News. Still hard not to say Fox 46 or Queen City <laughs> News here in Charlotte. We'll take a quick pause and be back here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Great conversation there with Gabe McDonald of Queen City News here in Charlotte, formerly known as Fox 46, your local Fox affiliate, the home of the Carolina Panthers here locally in Charlotte. Check out all the content they got going on there. CSL, Charlotte Sports Live, Black and Blue Live on Sunday pre and post game. And you can check out all the other content that they produce over there. As They got a huge crew of people. I think they got Gabe, uh, Mike Lissette, Grace Grill, uh, Carla Gebhardt, and of course, Will Kunkel, who's been there forever, it feels like. All five of them doing a really good job and really cool to see that whoever owns that station has put a lot of money into making sure they can provide the best sports coverage here in Charlotte. And very happy to have Gabe on the show and hope to talk to uh, maybe the others who are part of CSL and more people down the road. I do know next Wednesday on our Wednesday conversation here on Locked on Pants, we're going to talk to Mike Kay, who is the new reporter for the Charlotte Observer covering the Carolina Panthers, was formerly with the Pro Football Network. I know he's been up in Philadelphia covering the Eagles. He's been in Jacksonville covering the Jaguars. I want to get his perspective on the Panthers from the outside looking in, now being here, boots on ground, and covering the team. 
and much more. And we speak to him next week. But that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, guys, make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show. To participate in Friday's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag, at me or DM me on Twitter at Julian Council. In the meantime, take care, be happy, be whole, be safe as always. Keep pounding. And tomorrow, we're back again for Crossover Thursdays. Me and Alex Clancy, the host of Lockdown Cardinals, going to break down the week four matchup between your Carolina Panthers and his Arizona Cardinals. All that coming up here on Thursday on Lockdown Panthers. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.